Bowl Sunday. I gotta say, I wasn't as mad as other people were. I'm, I'm gonna just keep it real with you. I liked it. A lot of people don't like defensive games. I do. Because when you have a defensive game, that means it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Um, but before we get to the game, the best commercial. I mean, I guess you could say Cardi B and Steve Carroll and Little John was somewhat entertaining. Second place. First place goes to the NFL 100. That commercial was everything. Uh, I'm sounding like Braun. <laughs> but literally, he he wasn't lying. It, it was excellent. It was excellent. You know what I'm saying? You know, some of the past veterans, uh, vintage players to current players like you, you it was all over the place like Damian Thomason, Odell Beckham, Marshawn Lynch, Joe Montana. The Joe Montana when when he said uh when he didn't want to throw it to Michael Irvin like no he said something about not today cowboy or something like that. It was just that shit was awesome. I'm I'm sorry. That was but that was the only commercial. You fast forward to halftime that was a pile of shit. And the thing was, <laughs> shout out to people that, <laughs> shout out to the people that was, um, quote unquote, uh, what do you call it? They were protesting and not watching the, uh, NFL, so to, so to speak, but everybody was watching it because majority of the world besides BTG, of course, I got to be different. Everybody was semi disappointed in the game, disappointed in the halftime show, disappointed in the commercials overall. I wasn't. I mean, I was. I was disappointed in the. I don't really look forward to the halftime show anyway. But I know everybody's going to watch it because we want to see something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't really care for it, although I still watched it. Uh, you know, Travis. You know, Travis Scott basically wasted his time. Um, as far as the commercials, like I said, there was only one or two commercials that I pretty much liked. Getting to the actual game. Jerry Goff, you got to step up, baby. You have to step up in moments like this. I know he blamed himself. You got to step up. You got a young coach. Hell, the coach is not too much older than you. <laughs> but young quarterback, I know they didn't run girly that much because they was, you know, kind of iffy on his knee. I understand that, but I understand that completely. I'm 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 old school enough to say, man, you got to put it out on the line for that ring. But at the same time, he's a young running back, and we already know how difficult it is to get back to the Super Bowl. Everybody's not New England, but at the same time, you want to play, you want to have a successful career, and yeah, you don't want to just bank it on. Although that could be a hell of a memory, like you just left it all on the line, you know, risk tearing your shit, you know, ripping your shit apart, but you get a Super Bowl ring. Um, <clears throat> the running game wasn't. Wasn't really kicking in. Uh, the passing game was terrible. I think they were like one for forever on third down. Once I seen them throw that deep ball to Reynolds, uh, wasn't nothing happening. You know, the one to 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 Brandon Cook. Matter of fact, back to back to Brandon Cook. Um, just great defensive plays. And then the second one was a pick. And I, I've been shitting on New England for the past eighteen years because I felt like their dynasty was started off of. Cheating, but at the same time, I have to admit, you still got to play the game. And I and and the one the number one thing everybody knows about um I was about to say Golden State. The number one thing that everybody knows about New England, pretty much Brady, is you cannot give them a second chance. There was one play in that game where it was like third and long, and they end up getting a um helmet to helmet on a third and long. 
and it ended up giving them a first down, 15 yards first down. You cannot give Brady a second chance. I think even then on that drive, I think that might have been a drive where they missed the field goal. Either they missed it or made it. It doesn't matter. You cannot give him a second chance. Because at that point, they were actually getting to Brady. They was, they was you know, having him throw. I mean, they, Brady played, this was probably the smoothest I've seen him play. You know, I've seen him under attack through in other Super Bowls. Win and loss. This one was like, they got to him sometimes. But for the most part, that that Rams defensive line didn't show up at all, really. Not not to my standards, although you say, well, BTG, they held them to 13 points. This is true. This is true. But when you get to Brady enough, that's when he started messing up himself. I felt like Brady stayed in a solid rhythm. You know what I mean? Um, that was probably his worst Super Bowl play, but yet and still, it looked like they were in control. So I, got, I guess I got to give a shout out to the defense as well, you know? Edelman showed up as usual. He's probably the best NFL slot receiver safety blanket of all time, you know. And I and I, I do believe he's headed towards the Hall of Fame. Do I think he's in the Hall of Fame right now? Uh, we got to pull up the numbers. So I honestly can't just say no off the bat. You know, I'm actually an Edelman fan. I just don't like anybody else from doing. <laughs> you know, I like him because he's just a hard working. Just, you know, a hardworking receiver that does all the dirty work. You know, he takes the big hits, et cetera. Um, he catches everything, goddammit. And he runs out of bounds immediately. Even though he will take a hit, he is a master at getting out of bounds. Um, I liked it, though, because I, I like defensive games. And I just told you why, because, of course, it's going to come down to the second half, late second half, and that's what it did, you know. Other than that, man, um... I am disappointed in the Rams. I'm not a Rams fan at all, so I kind of shrug it off, you know, because I'm a Raiders fan. I don't have any ties to the Rams other than they used to be here and they left. But other than that, man, I was disappointed for the city, you know, because, you know, Magic gave that whole speech about, you know, the the rivalry continues with L.A. and Boston. You know, the Dodgers lost to to the Red Sox in the World Series last year. And, you know, everybody knows about the Lakers and the Celtics rivalry that could be brewing up again. And then we have a chance to, you know, beat another Boston team in New England Patriots uh, with the Rams up and coming. You know, a fresh new team in L.A., more back. And that could just start it off all, all again. And this sets a whole nother legacy. And Jared Goff didn't show up. You know, Brandon Cooks, I I wouldn't I don't want to say he didn't show up. It was just that defense showed up more. You know? Um it prevented it prevented uh another solid rivalry, even though, you know, Brady is probably out the door. I don't think he's leaving, but I think he could play another year, maybe, you know. Um <clears throat> And if he just gets seven, I'm going I'm to tell you right now, I think he's the GOAT now. I, I fought it for so long, I can't fight it any longer. Yes, do I believe that he has, did he ever have an advantage in some of the Super Bowls? I think so. But for the most part, the boy still can perform. That pass that he threw to uh, Gronk, where they were down at like the one or two yard line, it was just p- placed in such a perfect 
perfect spot that nobody could get to it, but Gronk. And it just landed in his hands like a goddamn baby being placed in a, you know what I'm saying, in a little, just little sack or a little little bed or whatever you want to call those damn things. And I'm like, God, dog, that's why he's so goddamn great. You know, it's different type of passers. I, and, I, and I've been on record as saying this. Shout out to my boy, Goatee. <clears throat> We've talked about the top quarterbacks of all time, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I still to this day believe Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback mechanically. But that shit, Brady could win and, and it could be the system. We all know it could be the system. And, and, but the thing is, it, it found a perfect match. Just think about it. When you're a head coach and you find your quarterback, bro. <laughs> that's golden right there. You have a job for eight, 17, 18 years because you found a perfect quarterback. It's hard to find a quarterback in this league, and I got to give it up to them. The Patriots is one of my all-time hated rivals because they. I think I feel like they stopped a dynasty uh, from creating in, in Oakland. But at the same time, these cats went on and played. And so I have to give – I have to give – Brady his props. I have to. California kid, the whole nine. He did it. He did it. And he's 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 the GOAT. He's the GOAT. I gotta go him. Then after that, probably uh Montana, and then everything else is debatable. Everything else is debatable. You know what I mean? Um but speaking of the rivalry between Boston and LA, we can come back down to my Lakers. They they've been in the news since uh last season <laughs> in the season before that but you know it's a lot of sources going around we, you know and the sources are making it seem like you know magic and rob Palink is that thirsty that thirsty that they want to they they continue to send packages to new orleans for anthony davis i'm going to say this as a Lakers fan i understand see a lot of people don't understand the drama surrounding the Lakers organization but this is nothing new this is nothing new at all. And I get it because of social media. Everything is probably 10, 20, 20 times hyped. You know what I'm saying? And pushed. Therefore, what were the information and the sources that we, that we were receiving back in the day, which was probably via internet, but everybody wasn't on the internet like that because it wasn't a lot of platforms like that. So, you know, you had your newspapers or you had the old heads who basically, knew what was going on, paid attention to, to ESPN, because everybody wasn't watching ESPN back in the day like that. I mean, of course, the regular basketball fans were. I was. You know what I'm saying? Catching the thread, it was. But now ESPN has made it to where everybody watches ESPN because it's entertainment. It's entertainment. So the amount of... The amount of uh, attention that the Lakers have been getting has been overwhelming for a lot of people, Laker fans and non-Laker fans. And I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, relax. Relax. Let it play its course. You know, like, I mean, we all know something's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to happen before the trade deadline or we got to wait till July uh, July 1st. But regardless, something is going to happen. Whether AD says, you know what, I have a change of heart. I'm going to stay. <laughs> I'm tripping. Or he goes to the Knicks. Or he goes to, you know, well, Boston seems like they're out the running or whatever. Could be smoking mirrors or whatever, but we don't know. At the end of the day, that's the that's the thing. We don't know. We can assume all we want. One thing that I would like to put out there is 
I, I noticed that a lot of cats like to come up with their own, um, I guess, their own own narrative on how to run the Lakers. And I'm going to tell you like this. After Kobe left, everything went into shambles for a quick minute. And that was the only time America got to see the Lakers that low. You know what I'm saying? And prior to that, there, was, there wasn't any social platforms for them to criticize the Lakers or whatever. Now it's gotten to the point where every game the Lakers are going to be criticized. Every game. And the funny part is that I've been trying to tell people that the Lakers organization don't run their organization just like everybody else run their organization quite different. San Antonio, I've never complained about San Antonio uh, organization being ran a certain way. Why? Because that's the way they do business. And it has worked for them from time to time. Um, the Lakers run their organization different and it's worked for them a lot. Now, because it was now because the franchise was turned over into some unfortunate hands, <laughs> you know, um, the moves what the the moves that we used to make on a regular basis wasn't being made. The right decisions wasn't being made. With that said, we have the opportunity to add another max player to the Lakers to help Brian bring us back to glory once again. What I want to bring, what I want to give up the house for AD. My goal is to keep two out of the three light skinned players that we have. In case you don't know who that is, that's Lonzo, Kuzma, and Josh Hart. Obviously, you see how much they love Josh Hart because he hasn't been mentioned in much of the packages that we've sent. Because they know how valuable he is, because he's a more seasoned player than everybody else in that young core because of his college career. Kuzma, on the other hand, is probably the more gifted offensive player that we have. You know what I mean? He has more superstar upside. And to tell you the truth, I mean, he needs a lot of work, uh, extremely a lot of work. But he has that, he has that scent to him. He has that, 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 um, that, you know, that, that flair to him. Not to say that he's there already. Absolutely not. He has a lot of work to do. But out of all the three, he's definitely number one on the list as far as star or superstar potential. When you look at Zoe, the perfect guard to me, you know what I'm saying, is the guard that doesn't mind passing first, can play some very solid defense, and from time to time can score. Now, he was, but he was put in somewhat of a, I wouldn't say a bad position. It was just a roster that was dealt where he had to do a little bit more than we wanted him to do. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know we needed him to do some more, but we know what type of player Zoe was. Well, at least I did. A lot of cats didn't. So with that said, we fast forward. We're looking at AD. You know, talks of Kyrie. You know, a lot of talks of KD has calmed down. Kawhi Leonard has calmed down. And I and, and that's cool. And that's cool. Me personally, if I had to, if I wanted it to 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 go a certain way to where it would be more entertaining, I would like to see KD to go to the Knicks. I would I wouldn't mind taking Kyrie. Honestly, I wouldn't mind taking Kyrie without without AD. I think Kyrie and Braun can get it done together in L.A. You know. Um, but I'm not going to stop it if KD, I mean, if AD is available, 
you know, Anthony Davis is, you know, it when he's healthy, that is, is definitely an MVP candidate, you know? Um, so, again, I mean, they want Zoe. They want Kuzma. And then it's after that, that's when it's, it's pretty much easy. You throw in a first-rounder, you throw in um, – you know, a Zubak, who I would love to keep as well. But I think it's mainly the, you know, and of course, Brandon Ingram. And this is the thing, though. I love Brandon Ingram, too. It's just that I know the Laker organization. This is not about me liking or disliking Brandon Ingram personally or any other player or any other younger player on the team is that I know how this organization is going to operate. And in order to get what we want, he is probably in the middle of uh, the, the the talent situation. I'm not. He's not the best out of the out of the four out of the four youngster, but he's very valuable. He's a very valuable piece because I think Kuzma can score better than Ingram. Ingram probably has a little bit better defense. Matter of fact, out of all of them, he has a better. Uh, uh, he has the less defense. Kuzma has the worst defense out of the four youngsters. And Josh Hart and Zoe has the best because from time to time, they will push Josh Hart on your four or your three. <laughs> the boy can play defense. But I would love to keep Zoe, even if he has to come off the bench. I would love to see him as a starter. You know what I'm saying? I love what Rondo is doing. He controls the offense very well. I'm talking about very well. And we already know this. We know we know Rondo's career. He, he controls the tempo very well. <clears throat> but at the same time, we know that when it comes to offense, Zoe might have him. Zoe might have him. I think Rondo might be a little bit more reliable going to the rack. But overall, you know, Zoe is shooting better from the three-point uh, line. And he can be explosive into the rack. And we're talking about a guard that will put it on your head, <laughs> you know. So I like Zoe. I would like Zoe to stay. Kuzma is just, that's just being greedy. I'm not going to lie to you. I know I said if they trade, Kuzma is going to be for a max start player. He's going to be involved in a deal that's involving a max player or else they're not going to get rid of him because he's so he's such valuable. He's so valuable to us as well. I mean, he's mainly majority of the offense when Bron is injured. You know, and B.I. is, you know, B.I. will be bipolar at times with his game. One minute he'll show up big and the next minute, not so much. And they and, and the leadership was kind of pushed, pushed on him and Zoe when they came into the league, you know. So I, I, I kind of understand it. I kind of understand that, you know, when B.I. came in, he was, look, you know, they we pushed the narrative of you being – the guy that's, that, that's going to take over. But we already know it wasn't going to be for long, you know. Um, so, again, I know I know the sources are saying this and the sources are saying that. And probably, shit, a deal is probably already done by now. And we just don't know it. But, you know, I, I don't know if anything is going to happen, you know, prior to, uh, to the trade deadline or if we have to sit up there and wait till July 1st. But it's going to be exciting regardless. I've said this since last season. When, uh, you know, before we got Bron, where a lot of people felt like, yo, you know, I don't think Bron is going to come. Why would he come play with a bunch of young cats? And all of a sudden you blink. I'm taking a nap. My wife wakes me up out of my sleep and says, honey, is this real? And it was absolutely real. So we just got to wait and see. We just got to wait and see. Um, 
Yeah, man. I, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited because we definitely it's a lot of storylines that's playing into it. I've even heard about Phoenix getting in the mix and saying they want to they want to, uh, you know, they ask about Zoe and we asking for a first round. <laughs> we asking for a first round draft pick. So if that happens, I mean, you know, I, I can't be mad. Like I said, I'm on record as saying I want Zoe to stay. I'm on record saying that I would love to have Kuzma. And I don't think Josh Hart should be in, in any trade packages. And B.I., of course, we, I, we honestly, Laker fans out here would love to keep the young core, period. But it depends on how Magic and Rob Palenka is ready to move. You know, I know they gave us that. I know they gave us that, uh, you know, this year is going to be one of those years where we go out there. We're not expecting much. But again, for for people that ate that up and is trying to use that against us, bro, it's the Lakers. <laughs> it's the Lakers. I out of thirty six years, I'm just now realizing how people will use anything just to go against the Lakers, as if they haven't been doing this their whole career. They've been in the spotlight their whole career. I don't understand how it's still new. But at the same time, I get it. They're going to use the, well, I talked to these Laker fans, and they and they talk to the, it seems like they always talk to the Laker fans that are the craziest ones. They don't never talk to the other Laker fans all the time. And I get it. Shout out to my boy CL when he used to bring up the delusion on. I was like, bro, it's getting burnt out at this time. But I must say, I apologize to him on Twitter, and I say, you know what? You're absolutely right. Because ever since Bron came over here, I've been seeing a lot of bitching. I've been seeing a lot of complaining. And I wasn't getting this back in the day. And, and uh, granted, we had the luxury of Shaq and Kobe. And prior to that, we had Showtime. You know what I mean? But you got to let it play out. I've never seen this amount, this amount of complaining in my life. On both sides. I'm seeing, I'm seeing cats complain. That's not Laker fans complaining about the Lakers. And again, they're going to say it's all the sources that they have to hear and read about. You know, there's a couple of things you could do. You could actually turn the station, turn the TV off. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward the uh, the, the podcast that you're listening to that's talking about the Lakers, etc. You know what I'm saying? But this is the age that we live in where everything is everywhere. So the Lakers are being talked about on Baller Alert, The Shade Room. Not just social, not just sports social platforms. We gotta get. We, I mean, at some time we gotta we gotta get familiar with this. So God bless America if the Lakers win two two out of the. You know, as Bron is here for the next four years, he wins two. I gotta see what they're gonna say then. I have to, but you know what? That's another story. That's another story. We had Super Bowl Sunday. Football is officially over until August, August, September. Uh, shout out to the Patriots for winning the Super Bowl once again. And shout out to the second half of the season about to come up. It's your boy BTG, and I'm definitely out. Thank y'all for coming to Open Run.